Hi, and welcome to another episode of Modern Health with Dr. Jane. Today, I'm joined by Christina Bannister, who is the National Canadian Sales Director of Vibrant Wellness. What is Vibrant Wellness? This is actually a lab uh, that I use a lot to test my patients. So Christina has been in the medical space for over 16 years, and eight of those years have been in the functional integrative medicine. She's also really passionate about holistic medicine. She's also a mother of two, and she has an infertility journey to share. So when she said that she would jump on the podcast, uh, I was really excited to have you, Christina. So welcome to the show. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you. Let's honestly, let's start with, I mean, not super from the beginning, but how did you get into this? How did you get into being a sales director for a Vibrant Wellness Lab? And maybe you can tell us a little bit about what is Vibrant Wellness um, and then how you got into it. Okay, absolutely. So um, I started in the medical space in the pharmaceutical world. And mm-hmm. so I know I've always wanted to help people. I've loved science and just kind of getting, you know, we were providing a solution. I thought at that time, you know, for people, I was in the cardiovascular realm. Um, I was in GI for five years um, and sold a pancreatic enzyme. And so I was just kind of bored and was wondering, is there more? Because one time I was in this GI office and I was talking to these people or this uh, GI doctor about digestion. And I was like, okay, so we're, we're supplementing with these enzymes, but what are you doing to change their diet? And all of them said nothing. I said, so what would we do? (laughs) I was like, oh, you're not telling them to adjust their diet at all. If they have Crohn's or if they have any inflammatory things. And I came up with that on myself because I was like, that's weird. Yep. So um, I, I was like the number five sales rep in our entire company. And then I got approached from this company, um, called vibrant. And they were like, Hey, we're going to try and revolutionize the world. We have this awesome testing, awesome, um, platform to call into functional medicine doctors. And I was like, what is functional medicine? And so I researched a little bit and saw, Oh, they get to the root cause of why this is what I was just having a conversation, um, with the GI about, you know what, I'll just try it out. See what happens. It was the best like leap of faith that I think I've done in a long time. And, um, you know, our, our company is amazing. We have our own platform. Our CEO came from Intel Pentium processors. So we do some of our testing on a microchip array. We do a lot of validation, which means we make sure your, your testing is accurate. Um, we do a lot of publications and really just try and get to the root cause of why you're having some of these issues. And so that's why I love working for them. And I will for years and years to come. So yeah. no, I love it. Cause I mean, you, you have the holistic, you're, you're from Thailand, right? And so you said that your mom has already had this approach that she taught you a little bit more because I feel the same way when, you know, I was born in Russia and the first thing that we went to was not the medicine cabinet. It was like, no, if you had a cough, we did, we put honey on the lungs and then you would, you know, strip the lymph the lymph around the lungs to help increase fluid. Like there was just little things like that, that we did that I feel like are not really taught anymore, or maybe they are, but if you are the one that feels like this doesn't make sense. And why am I the weird one in the room? And then you get pulled into this environment where that's how everybody else thinks. It's like this light bulb moment, right? Of like, oh my God, these people exist. You understand me? hundred <laughs> percent. And you know, like I do live in the middle of the Midwest. And so, you know, we were different from a lot of other families and my mom, absolutely apple cider vinegar, we were taking spoonful yep. of that long before it was popular. For sure, you know, yep. Um, coconut oil, all of these things. We never, I never took medicine. We also never went out to eat. We ate at home a lot. And then bone broth, everyone like that's the rage. Well, we eat goteo, which is pho. And it's a bone broth, uh, you know, soup that I've eaten every weekend. <laughs> of my life until yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so to me I was like it's very interesting how they call this alternative medicine or functional medicine when it's been around for thousands of years and yeah. modernized medicine has only been around for about a hundred 
Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so tell me, let's talk about like, what are some of the labs that Vibrant Wellness runs? What is, what are, what's a functional lab? Okay. So we have a variety of labs. One of my favorite ones is our micronutrient test, just kind of getting a baseline, you know, in America and in Canada, um, at least 90% of the population is deficient in one type of micronutrient. So I think it is a good to get a baseline of, hey, am I getting it from my food? Am I outside enough? Am I moving? Am I moving too much? Um, we have some to test your toxin levels, which I think is super important, especially when it comes to fertility. And we're asking our bodies to do things that they should normally be doing. But when they're fighting off everything else, why not identify what is actually attach attacking our body, get rid of it so it can do what it's supposed to. Yep. So that's where I think a lot of our testing is very invaluable um, when we're looking at, you know, trying to identify the cause of inflammation. For sure. Yeah. What, what kind of other tests, like if you could just name off just so people have a bit of an understanding, because I find that a lot of patients, when they come to me, they have a very um, narrow view of what lab testing can do. So they just focus on like, well, I've had all the lab tests done. That's literally what every single one of my patients will say. And maybe they've even had some hormones testing and like, of course, through the blood where they've had all the ultrasounds and they've had, but they haven't had functional testing. And this is the, I think that there's this big gap in terms of what's, what are we, how is this different than what you, your doctor has said that they have ran all the tests. And now, you know, you have, whether it's unexplained infertility, or even if when you're diagnosed with endometriosis, PCOS, or even just like gut dysbiosis, uh, you know, food sensitivities, that kind of stuff. So if you mm -hmm. can list off some more tests, so people have an understanding of like, what is it that we're actually testing here? Yeah. And, you know, I think also it's a very important question when your doctor says, oh, I've done all the tests on you. What does that mean? Because if we really think about it in mainstream medicine here and in Canada, the testing they do is so surface level. It's yep. casting a huge net trying to find something. It's not really digging deep. What our testing does is, is getting to that root cause. Like we test for, um, in our gut zoomer, it's another one of our amazing tests to look at 171 different little, um, you know, bacteria to see just bio is your gut in balance? Is it not? Do you have enough enzymes or enough of things that you need to actually break down your food to turn it into energy? You're not going to find that kind of testing through, you know, just medical doctor. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. they're just sitting there. Like, for instance, we can even take a simple panel like your thyroid. Um, I have this conversation a lot with people. They're like, well, my doctor checked my thyroid. And I'm like, what does that mean? Do you realize there's over 15 markers you can check for to find out the function of your thyroid, TSH, reverse T3, all these things. What did your doctor actually test? And they're like, oh, well, they just test my TSH. Well, you're really going to get one tiny marker to, and not finding out the entire function of what's going on with your thyroid. And that's where I think that there's a huge misconception. Um, and I think also the beauty of people now is that they have more options, right? Yep. Um, and I think that, you know, some medical doctors are so used to, okay, this is what happened. We just need to pass you so we can get to the things that make us money, which are procedures, which are things that our body might not necessarily need. But yep. that's what they want um, to kind of push on them is their own protocols and agendas of this is checking off the box for this lab test to get to the next step, especially infertility, I feel like. Um, yeah. But, sorry, but we have guts tests, we have urine tests, we test blood uh, hormones three different ways through blood, saliva, urine. Um, like I said, we have a micronutrient test. Um, we have a, which is a blood test, right? Yes. A blood test. We have, um, you know, Lyme testing, all these things to test if your toxic burden. Also, we look at mycotoxins, um, environmental toxins, heavy metals. How is that influencing your body? Cause like I said, 
you know, our bodies are built to do things. They're built to move. We're built to have babies. What else is inhibiting us from doing that? And I think that's where advanced testing is very, very important. Yeah, I agree. Um, thank you for that, Christina. What, if you don't mind, will you share uh, your infertility journey? And because yeah. there's something that you said that was really beautiful when we were off camera is that there you weren't in the field yet, but if you were, then it could have really shortened your window of the infertility struggle. But you know, tell us kind of what happened for yeah, for your uh, for your boys. So I have um, a beautiful 14-year-old boy and an eight-year-old boy. Um, and as you can tell, I have a six-year gap between my children. That was not planned. Um, yes. and it never so is. Once you, yeah. It's funny because when I, before my miscarriage, I would not understand why people would have a gap between six or seven years between their children. Yeah. And then once I had my miscarriage and I was like, oh, you can't plan these things. No. <laughs> and as much as we want to in our mind, we want to, we can't. Yeah, it, we can't. And so what I was like, it was about two years after um, my first child, he was very well behaved. I was like, OK, I've got this parenting thing down. Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then three years later, we're still at the same point. And so what had happened was at that time, um, I was running a lot. I was a vegetarian and I thought I was like, I'm eating all the vegetables I can, you know, what is going on? How come I can't get pregnant? Um, and it was just very frustrating. I know women go through this a lot. I, I questioned, okay, well, how could I, how come I could do it before, was it because I was in my twenties? Now I'm in my thirties. Did something happen? Um, sure. Am I only supposed to have one kid? Is the universe telling me something like sure, there's yeah, all yeah. these second guessing things that go through your mind. And, yeah. you know, when I asked my doctor about it, the first thing I, I did ask her, I said, is there any other testing I could do? And she goes, um, yeah, but I want to put you on Clomid first. And I said, but I don't want to take that. And she was like, so her oh. prescription was to give you a medication before figuring out what's wrong. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, which I is so backwards, right? Like if you yeah. think about it and I mean, I, cause I have women all the time coming frustrated to me. Like I've been on this many rounds of this and I truthfully find that the, whether it's the synthetic hormones or medications like uh, Clomid and uh, Letrozole that actually end up messing up the cycle even more. And then we have to work yeah harder to, you know, to regain it. So sorry, continue. No, it's okay. No, a hundred percent. And I was just kind of like, I just don't understand. Tell me why I have to go. Is there not any other tests? Like what about, and I even asked her about food. Can I be eating something different? I'm a vegetarian. I told her all these things and she goes, no, you're healthy. You're young. We're just gonna, we're going to try this. And I said, no. Um, and then for you. Like, <laughs> that yeah. takes a lot of courage. Yeah, that takes a lot of courage to say no. Uh, it is. And, you know, I think about all my girlfriends who have said yes. And sure. it's like, but you're trusting that person. And so I talked to another one of my doctors and she's like, Christina, you're a little underweight. She's like, how about you try eating meat again, which she educated me. I had to start taking enzymes because I hadn't eaten meat in 16 years. Right. Yeah. Um, so making sure that when I'm doing it to do it properly, to start off slow, so I did that for about two months and got pregnant. And so I was like, literally my period was late. And then my husband, and then I cried. And my husband was like, this is not like what's going on. And I was like, he's like, let's take a pregnancy test. I'm like, why? It's going to be negative. Like it has been the last 52 times. And like, um, and then I took it and then I, uh, I was shocked <laughs> and I was pregnant and yeah. it's just like that little thing. And I could remember my energy levels were up. I probably was deficient in B12. There was probably a lot of like my lots of stuff. Um, yeah. Yes, a ton of things that I was just simply lacking that she didn't even ask me for. Um, yeah. and that's where I just, I'm really huge on like my friends who are struggling with this. And just to give you perspective, so I'm 41 years old. I live in a neighborhood, you know, um, the average age is probably like 35. We have like 45 year olds, you know, we're all around the same age. 
Sure. I'm the only one besides one other girl in our entire neighborhood who hasn't had fertility treatments to have, to get pregnant. Wow. That's crazy. I like every single one of them, my neighbors, like all of them had to do. IVF. Wow. Yeah. And I asked them, so you just went ahead, took the Clomid, then just decided, I was like, and I told them, I was like, dude, I just started eating better. Have yeah. you ever considered that? And some people, they're so emotionally attached to food where I'm just like, it's just a yeah. simple test. Let's just check and see. Yeah. It's and- not, I mean, you bring up a lot of different points there. Um, for example, like I find one of the reasons I stepped into the fertility space, because I feel like women are really, and couples are really mistreated and taken advantage of because your emotions are so high. You are so desperate and like, I mean, hopeful and all of these things, and you're willing to do anything right to have a baby. And the message that I've been trying to say is like, well, you don't have to kill yourself (laughs) or go, right. You don't have to go through the gutter in order to meet your baby. In fact, I teach the opposite and it's silly that we can run a test that's going to show you the foods, right? Like a food sensitivity test, but also like a gut zoomer test that's going to really show us what's going on in the gut that is going to be really closely related. And then a micronutrient panel and an environmental toxin. So that's something that why I love Vibrant is because I'm not going to five different labs to run five different tests. And I don't run just one test because I find personally one test doesn't provide enough information, but you know, it's, uh, it's really powerful. Like your story and the fact that like almost except two people had to have fertility treatments. This is the whole like ridiculous. I was like, are you serious? And, you know, especially, um, so we just did a seminar on our total tox burden and why that's important to for people, women who are considering getting pregnant as well, because sperm count is down 50% in men, you know, all of these things that we do get our nails done. We put, um, the toxin things that go in there, getting your hair done, um, what you're putting on your makeup, your your makeup. Exactly. Um, just making sure that all of those things, like what are they doing to your body? Cause it's like, you have a bucket, right? Some people will say, oh my God, all of a sudden I woke up and I had an autoimmune disease. That's not really how it works. You have a bucket that keeps getting filled little by little. And then eventually the bucket can't handle it. And So let's figure out what's going in that bucket and like relieve it. And I think that's a super important thing because if I would have, you know, told even my neighbor who she's really into this now, she goes, if I would have known about all this testing before she goes, I would not have gone through all of the IVF, everything. She had Crohn's disease. Think about her malnutrition and like malinflammation. Yes. I mean, it's autoimmune, the depletion of nutrients that goes on. I mean, not only because you're not absorbing the nutrients that you're eating, but the constant inflammatory state is just going to deplete all of those same things that are required to build healthy hormones to, you know, mature the egg and have all the hormones that need to come in for the follicle to actually, and let alone sustain the pregnancy, right? Absolutely. And you know, honestly, I wish I would have been at this job because I would have tested everything because not only if, even if I wasn't having trouble getting pregnant, I would want to make sure my body is the most prepared, you know, like is my my microbiome balanced because we pass those things to our children. So we need to make sure that we're, you know, like I would like to love to have gotten a baseline before, you know, obviously afterwards sure. review. And yeah. there's a lot of things that you can do for testing after having a baby. Um, yep. But like, you're absolutely right. There's just, there's so many different options. Like it is heartbreaking because I feel like, you know, for me, when she just, she basically was trying to tell me I had no other options. And I don't think that's fair. No, that's not fair either. Yeah. There's always another option. And I think this is where I, because I was in the same situation when, not when I was going through my fertility, but when I was on birth control and I couldn't, I had, you know, 25 pounds that I couldn't seem to lose and a lot of anxiety that uh, triggered my IBS. And I, again, like just no answers. And my doctor would always say like, it's normal. And deep down, I was like, this guy's not going to help me. Like that was the thing that triggered me to say, 
I got to go somewhere else. You know, I got to go. But to your point, like, you know, so your youngest is eight and my young, my oldest is five. And like, we didn't do this kind of testing, this much testing back then. Like it wasn't really, so I'd love for you to speak a little bit about the involvement of testing and like how, how it got to where it is now. And maybe even, do you have a look into the future of where it's going? Yeah. So we have a lot of amazing things right now, especially for, you know, if you have virtual, you have a lot of virtual, your clients are virtual where um, it just shows up at their house. They can perform it in the comfort of their own home Mm -hmm. and it back. Um, There are some blood tests, but we, we will help you find the um, phlebotomist in your area if it needs to be a blood draw. But I think, you know, the evolution of everything is, For vibrant wellness and vibrant um, labs, what we're trying to do, again, is to optimize your health, reduce chronic inflammation, because inflammation is the root of all disease. It doesn't matter if it's infertility or, you know, GI issues or whatever. We need to pinpoint where is that fire. And if you don't know where the fire is, you're going to be throwing water in all the wrong places. And even if you keep throwing water, it's like you got to you got to get to the root where the fire, like you said, is started versus this is again, like an approach for with, as a practitioner, I hate just giving, okay, well, you might need anti-inflammatories, right? And not, I don't mean anti-inflammatory medication. I use a lot of supplements, of course, uh, to help decrease the overall inflammation. But if you don't figure out where that inflammation is coming from, then now you're depending on these supplements that you have to take forever in order Mm -hmm. to decrease inflammation, right? Versus what if it's a heavy metal that's causing xyz and now your whole body is in fight or flight mode constantly causing inflammation until you get that heavy metal out of your system you're you're just not you know you're going to just be throwing water all over the place and you're going to need to throw it all the time which is exhausting too oh a hundred percent i agree and i think you know for you as a practitioner you do need um data to make data driven um decisions right yep because then you can see okay well based on this particular patient this is what I need to do versus this one. And, you know, there's things like water supply. There's things like where they live, you know, that influence where we don't even think about, like I live in, you know, a metro area, but we are surrounded by farmland. It is very similar to like Calgary where you have your metropolitan area, but you're surrounded by farmland. That farmland still has, there's still things called wind and, and, and soil production, all those things that are, you know, influencing us, even though we might not necessarily live on a farm or, but we are surrounded by them. And there are like environmental things that can influence like disrupting anything in our body. And yeah, like the spraying of herbicides and pesticides, glyphosate being a major one that like you said, wind picks it up and all of a sudden you have a runny nose, stuffy sinuses, headaches, and you have no idea where it's coming from, where it could be like, Hey, they just did their annual or weekly spray. (laughs) I think it's more than annual now, unfortunately, but exactly. And then, um, I don't know, we have chemtrails where like Jess will make like the chemical um, trails. And I'm like, that's really killing all of us too. You know? So there's like a lot of things just kind of, like I said, I think for everyone, just knowing how full your bucket is or where it's coming from is super important, especially on a journey as like, you know, you're creating, you're building another human, right? So it's going to need a lot of energy for that. So let's reduce Um, like all the other things that you're fighting off. And that's why I love our testing. I've seen so many people, it's changed their lives. They've they've gotten more energy. Um, You know, again, if I would have known back in the day, besides having that really nice conversation with a provider who actually listened to me. Yep, for sure. you know, I told her, I was like, well, I don't eat meat. Should I, should I not? You know, like I was like, yeah, you just had no idea. You were just grasping at straws. Yeah. And, she, and then you're highly emotional, right? Cause it's now oh, been course. three years of trying and you're frustrated and you're not sure, skeptical, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's all this doubt in your mind where you're like, what am I doing wrong? And mm-hmm. it, it's, I think working with a practitioner who can tell you why and which, you know, coming to a, a practitioner like you, you can tell them why. 
You're like, we're going to do this testing. And this is what you need to take out of your diet. This is the things we need to put in and why I think yep. that validates so many feelings during yes. a very high emotional time of your life. Yes. Yep. And it was sure. something you want so bad. So I totally yep. understand. And like, I just, I mean, I wish there were more practitioners like you out there and my goal, we're like, getting there. I think we're getting yeah, there <laughs> is like, just to educate, because I think that, you know, people can know that there's another, there's another way or another sure. So, yeah. but yeah, and let go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, let me play another devil's advocate. Cause one of the things that I think uh, women and couples will be skeptical about is how valid is this information, first of all? Absolutely. And then the second component of that is what if I do all this testing and everything comes back normal? Okay. So for the first question, um, all yeah. of our testing, we do an internal validation that is available to our practitioners. So they can see actually what our sensitivity and specificity is. So for everyone else, what that means is accuracy. So we are very transparent about that. We have several publications showing our accuracy in reputable journals. Um, we work with the Mayo Clinic, Stanford, um, a lot of different Johns Hopkins um, research institutes, and yep. they use our testing to, you know, um, and they've helped us create a, a lot of new different markers that, you know, we continuously add on to our testing to make it better. Um, of and then we're also CLIA certified and CAP certified. So most of your laboratories that are in specialty, like functional medicine are CLIA certified. Which is um, what? So CLIA basically means that you can order the testing. They're validated. It's like kind of a certification. You can't be a lab without the certification. Okay. CAP certification is the College of American Pathology. And basically what it is, it's kind of like a five, like a Michelin star, <laughs> you know, um, because you have to go through an extra 3000 requirements to obtain this accreditation. And they okay. basically come into your lab. They don't tell us, they just show up and they'll take some samples and they're like, see how accurate these are. And that can really put your technology in your lab on display. And that's why a lot of labs don't participate in it because it's very stringent. Like I said, there's certain things that we have to do um, because we are CAP certified that other ones don't have to do to ensure our quality. And we're amping that up actually. Um, we're starting next year, we're going to have a program where um, we're gonna double check and make sure accuracy is key with some of our higher providers, have double blinded, send them out. So the easiest way to explain it is we're just going to like double check ourselves and to ensure we give the highest quality to not only the provider, but to the patient. Of course. So that is very, very important to us. And like, just to give us some more perspective, if you ask another specialty lab, a lot of them do not have their their validation papers, all they say is it's high, but they won't give you the actual numbers or what they did for their quality controls. And we have already done that. So um, I stand- The validation is there, it sounds like. It just, yeah. it does depend on the lab though. I think yeah. that's a really important point to take home because sometimes I have people coming to me who are shopping for cheaper tests and they're just- because they want, they understand that there is validity in testing. But what I would want to differentiate here for all the listeners is that it does really depend on the quality of the lab that you're using and the test that you are going to get, that you are going to, you know, the stick you're going to pee on or the stool yeah. you're going to collect, like into what tube, that really does uh, make a big difference is what I'm hearing from you. No, a hundred percent. Because you're the, um, you're only as good as the accuracy of your test, right? They, um, there are a couple, like even with our schools tests, there is one out there that is a little bit less expensive, but to give you perspective, our specificity, um, which is one of our accuracy markers is a hundred percent compared to their 27%. So 
if I'm a patient and I have my healthcare dollars, I want to go for the one that is going to be the more accurate versus, of course, almost 75% of the time we're just guessing. So yep. I think that that is very important when you're shopping around for testing to add, to ask what the accuracy levels are. Um, I do think it's also important to note our testing can only be um, get or can only be ordered through a licensed healthcare professional like yourself. Yep. We don't do direct to consumer, so you're always going to have um, a provider there to like walk you through. Yes. Um, the results, which I think is super important. I think sometimes yes. some of these direct to consumer labs, um, uh, honestly, there's nobody really watching them. And like, yep. what, what kind of information are you really getting from them? So it's funny, because you said your test is only as good as the accuracy. What mm -hmm. I say is your test is only as good as the interpreter. So oh, if I yeah. don't understand how to interpret the test, then I'm only going to be able to give you partial information. For example, when I get my test results, one of the things that, again, I love about Vibrant is you guys have clinic support. You have a clinical team that yep. I can then make an appointment with who literally see hundreds, if not thousands of, you know, the gut zoomer tests on a regular Absolutely. basis that they see patterns and they see things that I wouldn't necessarily pay attention to because I don't see hundreds and thousands of tests in a month, right? I only see however many in a, but let's say even 10, that's still way less than somebody who just literally spends their time figuring out what does this test mean? And so to me, I think that that's a really, like that's again, one of the reasons that I uh, chose Vibrant Wellness because I believe that the test is only as good as the interpreter. And if I've had... I mean, granted, there's different types of practitioners, but I've had nutritionists who send out and offer these big lab packages. And then my patients, when they come to me, it's like, I'm like, okay, so what did you get from this test? And they just, they were like, nothing. Like they said that this way, where there was a lot, you just need to know what you're looking for, right? A hundred percent. You hit it on the, that's right. It, like our testing is a resource and it's like a tool. Right. And it's yep. a sharp tool, but it's up to you who is wielding the tool, how you are going to carve or make what you need out of it. And you're absolutely right. I am some providers um, because, you know, we have the most biomarkers, the most robust testing, you know, we do offer support. And if you're not willing to like invest the time to learn in that, mm -hmm. um, then it's not you're not going to get the results that you, you necessarily want. Sure. That is a great, I mean, I a hundred percent agree with that because yeah. like I said, we're just a tool. It's a sharp tool, but we're just a tool for you guys. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that always, that veers off before we get into the next question to like, I always and you can't just base everything on the test as well, right? It's like yeah. the test will say one thing, you still have to follow the symptoms and you still have to understand that there is holes in testing. There's yeah. no test that's going to measure absolutely everything. And there's more things that are coming down the pipeline, I'm sure. And how yeah. we test in five years from now will be different than what we're doing today because huge difference in what we did five years ago, right? Absolutely. And that's why I do love our company and like our platform. You know, um, if just comparing stool testing, our stool test, like I said, looks at 171 different bacteria. The one that looks the closest only looks at like 24. And they've yeah. only, they haven't changed their test in five, 10 years. We change our tests based on the research. And so if something, you know, has significant research behind it, we can go ahead and add it and test for it. So I think that's really cool. We continuously improve on our reports. Like I said, biomarkers. Um, right now we're on GutZoomer 3.0. GutZoomer 4.0 is going to be even more awesome. You know, yeah, for sure. 10 years, when we're at 5 or 6.0, it's going to be awesome. Even more amazing. Sure. <laughs> That's where I really like um, a lot of those things. Um, we're trying to figure out how for someone who has an amazing like virtual practice like you, how we can make this more accessible to people wherever they live. And we have a micronutrient test that's coming out that is going to be a finger poke. 
into a vial. Um, we have, um, you know, some mitochondrial testing coming out, um, some cool. more optimizing health things. And, you know, it's a really exciting time because I do mm -hmm. that one of the silver linings of COVID is that people are now like more invested in their immune system in, in their health and asking questions. And I think yes. that that's really awesome where you can, gives you the strength to be like, no, I don't think I want to try Clomid. <laughs> you know, I want sure. to empower women to say, it's okay. You don't have to do that. Let's try something else. Or yeah. And she wanted to put me on a different I wasn't on birth control, but she wanted to put me on something else. And I was like, I don't feel like I need all of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I feel like there should be a better solution. And uh, it's important to just, again, the reason that I'm putting this information out there is because when my listeners are coming to my platform and they see, and they have these common questions, then they're like, oh, I feel they resonate with that story. Like I resonate with that story, Christina, not just based mm -hmm. on my fertility, but on my, when my doctor said, there's nothing you can do about it or take this med or wait until your IBS gets really bad, then we can do something about it. I was like, uh, I'm 22 years old. Like yeah. I, this is prime time. Like I should feel really good in my body. I should, you know, if I can't eat donuts or whatever now, what am I going to do when I'm older? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like you're telling me my yeah. metabolism was slowed down and I'm so like, there was just some things that weren't clicking. And honestly, it was just like, I was inflamed, right? I was super inflamed. My gut was causing so much inflammation, so many nutrient deficiencies. And then I was working out insane amount because I wanted to lose the weight and would do yeah. all these yo-yo diets. And it's um, back then it was just like food sensitivity. So it was over 10 years ago. It was like, Hey, let's run food sensitivity testing. Uh, and you know, that was good back then, but we, we have a lot more now. So that's um, really exciting. Let's answer the last question that, okay. uh, or, you know, before we completely veer off, but mm -hmm. the fear of I'm going to invest into lab testing and mm -hmm. then everything is going to come back normal. So I think that, you know, the thing with testing is it's a piece of the puzzle and yeah you know, if you come back with a test and it doesn't have anything on it, that's okay too, because you've ruled something out. I think that's where people, they're looking for a positive or a negative or whatever, but it's only a part of the puzzle. Like I said, if we, if we do an, or um, like a environmental toxin on you and it's all negative that's awesome your problem isn't environmental toxins maybe it's a nutrient deficiency so let's test that because yep. um and in all honesty you know like especially in the toxic world that we live in it's really hard to, to be able to find somebody that comes back all clean unless yep. they're on something that is suppressing their immune system right like <laughs> But, but even I, then you can see that and you know that they're not well because they're on something that's suppressing their immune system. Exactly. <laughs> and they usually have a lot of symptoms from that. Exactly. So I think that it, that's kind of a, a multi, like, um, you know, I, I, testing is used great to like food, diagnose a problem, but also to see like, what can we rule out? And I think that's valuable information as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, in my clinical experience. I just never seen somebody because the testing that we're running is like the, I call it functional testing where you're testing the function of your system. Yeah. And so you're testing the function of the gut and like, I don't know anybody who has perfect gut function, including myself, you know, mm -hmm. even if I'm doing all the work, there's always still the stress of everyday life and balancing and, you know, improving diets in a, in a deeper layer. And the same, like you said, with environmental toxins, like we avoid as much as we can. And we still test positive for things because a, they've been either accumulated in our tissue or, you know, they just sprayed glyphosate on the park that we go to. It's exactly. like, why are you spraying glyphosate? <laughs> I'm going outside. Like what? This is the forest. I don't care if there's dandelions here. Leave the dandelions. I prefer yeah. the dandelions versus, you know, the the disease, but, um, I yeah, agree. that's, but that's a really great point is where I, I mean, I talk about that, but ruling out something 
Like it's okay. Cause we're ruling out. That's not the issue. Let's move on. What else is it? Exactly. Cause there are so many different ways you can go through our testing. Like if you do the total tox burden, yeah, you're going to get a ton of tests that are, um, you know, looking at mycotoxins, the mold, all, all of your environment, heavy metals. But if, if that's relatively low, like I said, maybe it is gut dysfunction and maybe you're like not processing, like, or breaking down your meat fibers or your vegetable fibers or your short chain fatty acids are messed up. Like there's so many other things that we can go like the avenues. Um, And I think your packages are amazing because especially like the big one, it has like a ton of, uh, a ton of different things. You're, you're measuring a little bit of everything, which I think is really, really cool. Um, but I don't know. I just like even, so for instance, we have a wheat zoomer test. Our wheat zoomer looks at gluten sensitivity and intestinal permeability, celiac, pre-celiac. So you can actually prevent it if you're on the, the, the road to that. But people will say, well, I'm gluten-free should I still do this test? I'm like, absolutely. Because once you get to talk to people, they, they're like, oh, well, I'm actually gluten-free like 90% of the time, which actually translates to probably 65% of the time means you're not gluten-free at all. (laughs) You're either gluten-free or you're not. And so I think it is a good report card to see, or I've had a doctor who he was like, Christina, I'm gluten-free. Why is this test all red? Well, found out he goes to church. Um, he is a very devout Catholic and he was still taking communion. Yep. And just that little bit of bread was inflammatory to him. And he said oh, yeah. that was hurting. And, you know, then we found out in his lotion for his face, it had gluten in it. Um, there's shampoo. I know there's like, it's everywhere. So yep. it is a nice way. Like I said, even if you don't suspect or, you know, ruling it out. Yep. Like, and tell me, it. how is that? Because I've had people who are on the verge of celiac, but uh-huh. they go to the doctor and it's negative. How is that test that you do at the conventional medical doctor different from the weed zoomer? Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I love this question. So um, with, um, with our doctor or when it comes to our wheat zoomer, our validation for that is a hundred percent specificity, 99% sensitivity. It's like one of the highest ones that we have. That's actually our flagship test. We worked with um, Dr. John Murray at um, the Mayo Clinic and he's like the godfather of celiac. And he believed that at some point our test is so sensitive that it would take the place of a scope because you also have to think about the skill of the GI doctor. You know, I called on GI doctors. There's some that, you know, they can scope depending on where they're scoping, they could have missed something, right? Of course. Um, And then there is a fusion peptide. So that will tell you if there is VLI atrophy um, uh, up to four years before you have like an elevated transglutaminase 2. What is elevated transglutaminase 2? That is the marker that, um, you know, the- They use for celiac. Yeah, yes. But we have a precursor to that because you don't just like, just like the bucket of toxic burden, you don't just wake up one day and have celiac. On average, it takes nine to 11 years to diagnose because you're damaging that VLI over and over and over again. Some people, it is a shorter amount of time, but we do have a marker that can tell before you even get there. So, um, and it's just the point I think, um, is they're testing one marker versus how many markers are you testing in the weed zoomer? Oh, well, we have a lot. So we have the fusion peptide. Then we look at um, not only elevated transglutaminase, but we look at deanimated peptide. So that is another marker that when that is um, positive, it will tell you you have celiac as well, which most, if you go to a conventional doctor, they will only test one. They'll probably just do a transglutaminase, um, elevated transglutaminase too. And they, the sensitivity of those tests on a conventional machine is, is not as high. It can vary. Um, and so why not have something that's almost a hundred percent and figure it out? I mean, I've had girlfriends, like one of, um, my girlfriend's sisters, 
they told her they thought she was having cancer, that she had cancer because her iron was so low. She couldn't figure it out. She got scoped three times, did a wheat zoomer off the chart, gluten sensitivity, and she had celiac markers, but it was like, she had to go through all of that three scopes and they were negative. And then going to a cancer doctor, because she thought like she was getting iron infusions, they weren't working. And so like, there's so many stories like that, where it's just a simple test. And she was able to find out the information that multiple doctors in the conventional world had like missed completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the big lesson here is if you don't feel normal, like if your problem isn't solved, it's not your sign to stop. It's actually your sign to just keep going and keep looking. And what I'll educate my, you know, future patients on, if you will, is make sure that it's a different experience. So like if you're going to the same doctor and you're getting the same answer and the same response, whether it's a fertility specialist or whatever specialist, and it just feels like you're doing the exact same thing, then it's like going on dates with the exact same person, you know? (laughs) But honestly, I have so many, um, I went through, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it turmoil, but I Mm -hmm. hated dating and I would literally be dating the same person, you know, I'm like, what is going on? And it was me, right? I would, I blamed the guys for many years. I'm like, they're all assholes. They're the ones (laughs) I'm the common denominator. So if you're the common denominator sitting in your doctor's office and you're getting the same answer, then this is like, I always step back and be like, what is it that I'm attracting? Like, what is it that I really want to learn? How can I look into the fertility space differently or into my health differently? So if someone says it's the same scope and it's negative, it's negative, it's negative, but I don't feel well. So what is it then? And then finding those practitioners who are going to, because I'll tell you, like when I found the practitioner that healed me, it was a very different experience from the other 10 that I saw prior. It was like, whoa, this person is listening to me on a different level. This person is asking me very different questions. They're talking about health in a way I've never I never heard, but also it's resonating, you know, it's like, this is something is clicking here (laughs) and that's powerful. Cause if you learn that, then you can take that to your healing journey instead of, cause it could be very hopeless. It could feel very, uh, you know, I mean, you went through it uh, as well, but it's don't give up is the message. Exactly. (laughs) And you put it right on the, that's like a really good analogy that I'm going to start using. Why are you dating the same man over and over? Right. Cause we all type or whatever, but when just like in a relationship, yes, give and take, right. If your doctor, you're giving them all this information, but they're not giving you any information back. That's not a good relationship. You need to go in with someone where you can create a partnership on this is my problem. How can we get there? And like, I feel like so many times, I I don't know, like, especially in our health care system here, if you're in an allopathic traditional medicine, they have 15 minutes. They're not going to solve anything in 15 minutes. And you can only present one problem at a time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is crazy because it's like, well, it's all connected. My thyroid issues are very much connected with my menstrual cycle issues, which are very much connected with my digestive issues and the hair falling out. And so if you're coming in and like, okay, which one of these is the thing that hurts the most, you know, like you're literally getting to choose, which uh, I mean, it's, it's broken to say the least. A hundred percent. And I think that that's where I'm super excited and very hopeful because functional and integrative medicine is growing substantially in both of our countries. Right. And I think that people are also taking a stand and being like, I want to know more. I want to have a relationship with my provider. Um, and you know, I think that also, I wish this could be taught to allopathic traditional medicine doctors is like, not to say you're fine or you're getting old. Like that needs to be taken out of their vocabulary. Cause yes. I can't tell you how many times when 
I've said, you know, before I got the job where I was like, oh, I'm just a little tired. And they're like, you're getting old. And I'm like, I'm not old. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so we need to be empowered to like have those conversations. And I think that's why it is very empowering to have a practitioner like you, where there's a resource where you guys can go through your journey. So I'm super excited. I Thank think, you. I, you know, this is amazing. And, and preaching this platform, I think is a very important, very important message. Yeah. Thank you so much, Christina, for being here. I'm wondering if you have any last kind of closing words for people, anything that you want to leave us with? Um, yes. I really want everyone to really empower themselves. Like knowledge is power, right? And yeah. you're not getting that from your provider. You know, I don't know what it is he, like in Canada, but like in Kansas or excuse me, in the United States, it's out of pocket about $40,000 to try in vitro, which sometimes doesn't even work. Right. And I think that people need to, to invest in themselves to actually get answers besides like, oh, we're, we just have to do it for you when it comes to IVF or, or yeah. any craft disease, um, for that matter. But I just, I think that working with a practitioner you feel comfortable with, who can guide you on that journey, that's where you're going to really find a healing process. Yes. Um, and so I, like I said, I'm super excited for your practice as it grows and, you know, um, just giving that message out there that you can get answers. <laughs> like, you can, yeah, for sure. And, and not like you're getting old or, you know, that's, or that's there's nothing you, wrong or, with people or, or there's nothing wrong. It's all in your head. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what I, I heard a lot too. Well, it's okay. You, you just need to try a little bit more and don't talk. You're like, how is that exactly? Does that work? What do you mean by try a little bit more? Like, I know. I'm just like, some of the things people told me, I was just yeah. like, this is what you tell everyone? Like, yeah. <laughs> and just like, you're such a vulnerable state of mind right there. I yeah. think it's important to work with somebody who understands that. So, like I said, um, we're happy to work with practitioners like you. I love our testing. I think like, you know, we'll come up with even cooler stuff. For <laughs> sure. Always. Um, yes. And so we're just happy that we can partner with um, amazing doctors like you. So thank you, Christina. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do come up with because there's already been new tests since I've been working with you that have come out. So if yeah. you are a practitioner listening to this, I highly recommend that you check out Vibrant Wellness. And if you are a patient, you can still check out the website, Vibrant Wellness. Just know that you won't be able to order the tests yourself. You will have to work with a designated professional. I'm wondering if you have a list on your website of practitioners that they could reach out to. So no, actually we don't, but they can reach out to me if they would like, I don't know if you want to put it in the link. I have an email address, yep. um, just K Bannister, B-A-N-I-S-T-E-R at vibrant-america.com. And I can um, connect you with the closest provider in your area. Cool. That's amazing. Oh. Well, thank you, Christina, so much for being here. Thanks for letting me play uh, devil's advocate and ask some questions that I know my uh, patients and future patients uh, have because they were just, it's a new world. They're not really sure. They're not really sure how to navigate the new world, if you will, and that there are answers besides keep trying. You're getting older and you know, it's all in your head. So um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and share it on your social media because you never know who it might help. So thanks so much for being here. Big love and we'll chat next week.